which would be fine to bring on board those aircraft. You can't bring it on my little needle jet. You just can't. Okay. But what we do, we let you keep it as a carry on. But what we do is we put it in the cargo bin. And then when you get to your destination, we bring it in the jet bridge and you just grab it before you go inside the terminal. Okay. I make that announcement. I get really specific. I tell you what to do. You follow it. And that's what it is. All right, all right. In this podcast, um, we're going to be talking about tips on how to not get thrown off an aircraft and American pilots versus Delta. So I'm used, sometimes I use chat GPT, you know, the open AI that everybody's been talking about in the beginning of 2023. It's been hyped. Um, I think Microsoft was very smart by jumping on it and now they added it to Bing because let me tell you, Bing is just, Bing is bullshit. It ain't no Google. It's just bang and blah, blah, blah. But I think they were smart jumping on the chat GPT and throwing it onto the bang, even though I haven't used it. But whatever, dude. So I asked chat GPT. I was like, give me 10 tips on how to not get thrown off the aircraft. Not that I don't know what those are. I just wanted to see what the hell it came up with. And uh, yeah, so here it goes. So it tells me... <laughs> As an AI language model, I do not condone or support any behavior that violates aviation regulations or endangers the safety of passengers and crew on board. Well, duh. However, I can provide some general tips to help passengers avoid being removed from an aircraft due to noncompliance with regulations or disruptive behavior. So number one. You want to follow the airline rules and regulations, familiarize yourself with the airline's policies and regulations such as baggage allowances, baggage allowances, and check-in procedures and safety requirements and to ensure they comply with them. Well, let me tell you something, people. There's a lot of regulations, there's a lot of rules, and I'm a goddamn flight attendant, and I don't even know them all. I don't. It's ridiculous. It's no wonder you bring your ass to the airport and get your ass on an airplane. Just keep up with the basics and the generals, you know? Just the basics and generals. One thing as a regional flight attendant, like a regular sized carry-on that you would get on a 7-5 or Airbus 321, 320, blah, 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 or 737-300, whatever, which would be fine to bring on board those aircraft. You can't bring it on my little needle jet. You just can't, okay? But what we do, we let you keep it as a carry-on, but what we do is we put it in the cargo bin. And then when you get to your destination, we bring it in the jet bridge and you just grab it before you go inside the terminal. Okay? I make that announcement. I get really specific. I tell you what to do. You follow it. And that's what it is. Okay? Number two. This is be on time. Arrive at the airport on time so you have ample time to check in, go through security, and board the aircraft without causing delays. Yes. You should do that. Okay? I have people... They kind of come in late and they check in and get to the, they get to the gate. You know, my airline, it says on the ticket, they close the door 15 minutes prior, but they really close the door 10 minutes prior. And people come showing up seven minutes prior and they think they're going to get on that flight. Let me tell you something. They put pressure on these gate agents to get that door closed. As a matter of fact, I talked to a gate agent one afternoon 
And they told me that when they go for their reviews for their, um, their raises periodically, however they do it every six months or whatever, that they can see all that stuff in a computer, right? So it knows at the 10 minute mark, door should be closed. If they see that that gate agent has scanned a passenger like eight minutes prior and let them on the flight, even though the flight may have went out on time, they will still consider that a bad thing, non-compliance, and they will deny that gate agent additional money and an increase in pay, a raise. So, yeah, you better bet your sweet ass they're going to enforce those rules. Number three, from ChatGPT. Be prepared. You want to ensure that you have all your necessary documents, such as your passport, visa, ID, and boarding pass, and have your luggage ready for security screening. Yeah, I think mostly everyone knows you, you, you're not getting on a flight without any kind of ID. You better have a driver's license. And by driver's license, I mean you better have that little gold star on it. You can't have just a regular driver's license. You have to have, um, oh my God, I can't remember what it's called right now. All right, folks, so what I was actually talking about, it's called Real ID. That identification um, is basically adult passengers, 18 or older. They must show valid identification at the airport checkpoint in order to travel. Driver's licenses and other state photo identification cards issued by the Department of Motor Vehicles or equivalent. So beginning, they, they have extended this because uh, you had to have like the real ID before 2022 or 2023. So beginning May 7th, 2025, if you plan to use your state issue ID or license to fly within the U.S., make sure it's a real ID compliant and the most official one hey, of course is a u.s passport duh all right number four be respectful be respectful treat your airline staff and other passengers with respect and kindness avoid using foul language or engaging in disruptive behavior yeah let me tell you something about disruptive behavior some people get bold and want to make physical threats and stuff like that you make a physical threat to me as a flight attendant or my pilots, guess what? You are out of here. Federally, by federal law, I can have your punk ass removed by saying stupid stuff like that. And why would you do that today in the 21st century when anyone, and I mean anyone, can just pull out their phone and record you saying stupid shit? So watch your mouth. Seriously. And when I say you, I just mean the passenger who would break the violation. Number five, don't consume excessive alcohol or drugs. Well, duh. You want to avoid consuming alcohol or drugs before or during the flight. <laughs> yeah. And as it can impair your judgment or lead to disruptive behavior. Of course it can. That's like probably like in my 20 plus years, that's probably like the number one problem. People getting all tipsy and drunk and just being stupid let me tell you something it ain't no party bus don't be coming on here acting stupid getting loud and obnoxious bothering other people being ridiculous you're gonna stick out and i'm gonna have you removed and i can it's completely legal it's completely legal i can't have you acting stupid while we're like thirty-three thousand feet in the air and you're damn needle jet 
It really is. Like, no. Mm -mm. It's not even enough room for two cats to fight in the goddamn aisle. You think two grown-ass men or women are going to be able to fight in that goddamn aisle? I would like to see it, but not really. Anywho. Number six. Don't smoke. Smoking is strictly prohibited on all commercial flights, and it is. Do not attempt to smoke, including electronic cigarettes or vaping devices on the aircraft. Yeah. Um, so... One summer, flying into Charlotte. Now, this is on the the, the Dash. The Dablin Dash 8. This is on the 300. I remember it was on the 300. And so we land. Now, these vaping stupid cigarettes and stuff were kind of new at that time. So this was, um, I want to say like 2007 or something. And we land. And I see this bright-ass orange light. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's this freaking lady who's in her, like, I would say mid-60s. Just, <laughs> I guess she was like, oh, we landed, so it's safe for me to smoke my electronic cigarette. And I was like, what the f blink am I seeing in front of me? I was like, oh, my God, I had to get on the PA. I was like, yo, no smoking allowed. In her mind, she's like, it's electronic. I'm like, no smoking allowed. Now, mind you, it was a bright electronic orange light and I can see like a vape a vape of smoke or something coming from it like she wasn't getting it but finally after the third announcement she was like oh they're talking about me and she put the damn thing away no that crap isn't allowed I know smoking is an addiction the nicotine is addictive whatever the hell they put in this vaping stuff is addictive and it ain't cool first of all you're not in your own home or trailer or whatever you're in public in a small space, a small aircraft, a small commuter plane. No, boo, you're not doing that, okay? Don't do it. Don't smoke on flights. It's illegal. It's totally illegal. It's so illegal. Now, I heard this story out of small town PA somewhere. Um, <laughs> the gate agent comes out to me, and they were like, Hey, we got this passenger coming on board. He was denied. Uh, he was kicked off a flight from another one of our sister regionals because he was smoking in the bathroom. So he's going to get on your flight. So let us know if he causes any trouble. We'll come back to the gate take him off. I'm like, he shouldn't be on our freaking flight. I don't know who the hell it was, but they didn't do anything because I think they were embarrassed from the last flight. So they learned their lesson. But we can and we will. Or I certainly will kick your ass off. Get a patch or something. Get some hypnosis. I don't know. But knock it off. Alright, number seven. Follow the instructions. Okay? Pay attention to the safety briefing. Follow all the safety instructions given by the crew, such as wearing your seatbelt, turn off electronic devices, and store your luggage. Because let me tell you, if your seatbelt isn't on, and it's usually like one person every other day doesn't have your seatbelt on, one or two to three. They're not paying attention to what they're doing and whatever. And I have to remind you, hey, put your seatbelt on. That's usually not a big deal. Most people are like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm not an ass about it. I'm not evil about it. I'm like, hey, can I get you put your seatbelt on for me? And most people are like, the sweeter I am about it, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Da, da, da. And I'm cool with that. And I'm cool with that, okay? Uh, turning off electronic devices, that depends. 
it's not so much about turning off the electronic devices, it's about putting those devices in airplane mode. And I know you're not in airplane mode if you're texting. Yo, I have plenty of app- Apple products. I have an iPad. I have two iPads. And I have a MacBook. And even though my phone is a Samsung, so I'm on Android, I had a couple of iPhones beforehand. I know how they work. Don't play me. I know. I see the blue bubble. I know your ass is texting live. Put that bitch in airplane mode. Don't play me. Okay? Number eight. Stay in your seat. You should remain seated during takeoff, landing, and turbulence. Do not move around the cabin unnecessarily. It should be a given that you shouldn't be getting up during takeoff, but we have some people that don't fly often, so they seem to think that that's normal because they're not sophisticated enough. Don't get up during takeoff. You're going to, like... Lose your balance and fall back and bust your ass. Landing. We're coming in for a landing. Sit your ass down. All right. And we make announcements about both things. Like, so you know what's up. And then turbulence. That should be obvious to do. But some people, it could be like the worst kind of turbulence. And people think it's okay to get up. And I'm like, are you crazy? Do you want to bust your ass? Sit down. Sit your ass down. Number nine. Don't cause disruptions. You want to voice causing disruptions or engaging in any behavior that could be perceived as threatening or dangerous to the safety and security of the aircraft and the passengers. Hey, you are in a disagreement with a passenger in front of you. For whatever reason, you better chill the hell out. This is 21st century. When you start acting crazy on an airplane these days, people are whipping out their phones and they're going to start recording you. And they're going to have evidence that I'm going to take from them to get to the police. Chill out. Try to handle the situation diplomatically. If you don't want to get into it with another passenger, you know, even though I hesitate to say this, call the flight crew. Call the flight attendant so we can handle it because our kind of authority will go over mostly well for most people and then if i need to i will get my captain involved and have him come over to pa let me tell you something as a flight attendant don't think that you're getting away with bullshit on our flights and like our flight crew doesn't know about it we i have a captain which is the pilot in command i have a first officer which is the second in command and then there's me your lonely flight attendant on the needle jet we are a team we work together it's not like me and you the passengers against the pilots or the pilots and the passengers against the flight attendant no 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 no. we are a flight crew we are a team okay so we're gonna work together so get it together try to avoid these disruptions Call on your flight attendant first if you think it's going to be a confrontation with the other passenger if you have an issue. I had a friend tell me that um, she had two passengers who got into it. They were playing footsie or something. They didn't have leg room and they were fighting each other with their feet and kind of nonsense. And I know these men were old as, not old as dirt, but old enough to know better. It was probably in their mid-40s, early 50s, acting stupid. Get it together. Think about what your priorities are. You just want to get to your destination for your job or to get back to your family or your personal travel. Whatever the hell it is. Get your shit together. Okay? And finally, number 10. Number 10, 
You want to seek help if needed. If you feel unwell or experience any discomfort during the flight, inform your flight crew immediately. That would be me, the flight attendant. Sometimes we have deadheading crew. If you don't know what deadheading means, that means a lot of times airlines need to get flight crew somewhere to start uh, a trip or to get them into the overnight to start the trip the next day. So they fly them as passengers in passenger seats with the public. They're not the working crew that you see walking through the cabin, but they're sitting in seats with the rest of you. So that's called it. And they're working. They're on duty. So that's called deadheading. Okay. Whether it be me, the working crew that's walking through the cabin, actually making the announcements, working the flight or deadheading crew, just seek, seek help. Let us know what's going on. If you're too shy to talk to me because I'm the working crew and you say something to the deadhead and crew, the deadhead and crew will tell me like, hey, you got a person over here that's feeling anxious or sick or whatever, or they're saying that their heart is palpitating, whatever the deal is. We are trained to handle these emergencies. Most of these emergencies, we're not nurses, EMTs, or doctors, but we do have some basic first aid. We know how to use AEDs. I cannot bandage you up if you have a fracture, you know, things like that. We are trained to handle these emergencies or medical issues on board. Anything that goes beyond that, of course, we're going to have to make an emergency landing. Have EMS there ready to help you and take care of you. So just remember these things. As a flight attendant, I am there for your safety first. Anything else is second. And just remember that. some airline news um, this is dated this is coming from Yahoo News this is dated Monday February 13th 2023 it was published at 2 30 p.m. and the title is American Airlines Union leaders or leader tells new pilots to fly for Delta wow So, American Airlines is currently negotiating, this is how the article starts, I'm sorry. American Airlines is currently negotiating a new contract with its pilots union, the Allied Pilots Association, APA. The talks have lasted over three years and the airline offered the union a contract last October. However, the deal was rejected in a vote by the union's membership and labor relations at the major passenger carrier which have rapidly declined since. The relationship continues to decline as last week, the union's Philadelphia domicile leadership strongly recommended that American Airlines pilots leave for Delta Airlines. Provocative message was signed by Paul DiOrio and Kevin Wilkes, the chair and vice chair of the Allied Pilots Association, Philadelphia Domicile. The leader opened up with how little money American Airlines pilots make in comparison to their Delta counterparts. The Atlanta-based carrier also shares 20% of its profits with pilots, while American pilots see less than 10%. Reuters reported that October's rejected contract would have offered a pay increase equal to Delta. The pair expect American Airlines pay to match Delta's initially under the new contract, though the primary concern is firmly about working conditions. 
which it always is. The message notes that the new contract would have pilots spending the next 25 to 35 years of your working, your life working with horrific work rules and little schedule flexibility. The most shocking part of the message comes shortly after and is appropriately in all caps. Apply to Delta now as a placeholder. The rapid career advancement at Delta is praised with an anecdote of a pilot recently reaching captain after being hired just last August. The message tone comes off as one part earnest suggestion and one part bargaining tactic. It should be noted the message from Domicile Leadership does include a disclaimer. And I'm going to read that disclaimer. It says the release of the Delta TA. We have been constantly asked by our newer pilots whether they should remain here at American or possibly jump ship and head to the more lucrative and pilot friendly Delta. While this determination is ultimately the decision of each individual, we can tell these pilots that if the past action by this management is any indication of how things will go, this cost advantage on the back of the pilots. Management team will not change and will not come close to what Delta pilots enjoy as it pertains to quality of life. Let them prove us wrong. That's the disclaimer. While Delta receives a lot of praise from pilots, conditions aren't as great at the airline for workers in other positions. Delta flight attendants, mechanics, and fleet workers aren't even unionized. Not yet. Only time will tell how negotiations shake out at American Airlines, but its pilots clearly aren't hopeful. Alright, so I'm going to read some some comments. Some, you know, average Joe or Jane may have placed up here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So, JVYSC, JVZ or something, I don't know. The true first class passenger now flies privately. It's because the entire airport experience is unbearably miserable. I used to fly first class all the time 20 years ago. Now I only fly privately. Once you try it, you will never go back to the commercial airlines again. No useless masks, no TSA, no last minute flight cancellations. Arrive at the airport 10 minutes before your flight. And then she has like a, a gif of Reese Witherspoon on a private jet sipping a glass of fancy water. Bullerman 1098 says, one of my best friend's father was a United Airlines pilot for about 30 years, retiring at age 60 as mandated then. The final five years, he would captain a Chicago flight to Hawaii, layover for a night, then fly to Korea, layover, and then do the flights back to Chicago. I believe he flew this route twice per month. And if I recall correctly, he was earning $250,000 at retirement. Seemed like a sweet deal to me, but he always complained about how poorly United employees were treated. Upon retirement, he opened a travel agency, which promptly failed. His employees were terrible, ungrateful, and unreliable. I love this man, but this made me chuckle. Alright, and Kevin says Delta flight attendants pay is an average of $36 per hour, which is about 43% higher than industry average. Just because you are unionized doesn't mean you are fairly compensated. Hmm, Patrick says, this is just what Delta wants, a bunch of unhappy junior American pilots to sour their soup. 
All right, Gerald says, pilots are responsible for many lives. That said, they are grossly overpaid. If you want to argue that pilots are not overpaid because they have lives in their hands, then you should be making a million a year. Or how about a billion a year? Congress up the hours required to fly a ridiculous amount. That lowered the number of pilots entering the market. Many pilots can't afford to get the air hours to become commercial pilots. Supply and demand economics increase their pay dramatically. We, the passenger, pay more to fly, which pushes us to drive. Our conjurers at work, exclamation, 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 and more exclamations. Great time to be a pilot if you got 2,500 hours. For the rest of us, maybe not such a good deal. Alright, so that's it folks for airline news. AA Union tells their pilots to go fly for Delta. It might be a good idea for AA flight attendants to go fly for Delta too. AA flight attendants, AA, oh, AE flight attendants, American Eagle flight attendants, Commute Air, whoever. Seems like a good deal. Well, that's their opinion, not mine. I'm just giving you the news, folks. Again, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions for the My Needle Jet podcast, send me an email at myneedlejet at aol.com. There should be a newsletter coming soon. I'm looking forward to sending that out. I'll let you know when that gets availed, when it gets pushed. Fly safe, folks. And cut.